Honest Tea with Z. Hey, welcome to another episode of Honest Tea with Z. Yo, <laughs> it is a challenge for me, you guys. It is a challenge for me, but I keep getting messages from y'all like, Zainab, where is the podcast? Like, what are you doing? I mean, I, see, I, I, I know that you're working. I see that you're working on yourself. I know that you're going through some things. I'm so sorry. Um, but girl, girl, some of y'all come real respectfully to like, so, you know, it's probably inappropriate for me to ask and I don't want to be intrusive and I apologize up front. However, your podcast has gotten me through so much and I would just really appreciate if you could get your shit together so I can listen to you on a more consistent basis again. <laughs> I cannot promise y'all anything. I cannot. It's touch and go for me. And I don't mean to sound dramatic because things aren't dramatic, but it's touch and go. It's touch and go. Every single moment, I'm like, I don't think I can get honest tea with Z done. And then I will jot down like notes or like stories that jump out at me, things that I want to talk about. Because honestly, I feel like there is so much of everyone's opinion on things that don't matter, which is most of the headlines these days. As I said, however many weeks ago, I just do not want to contribute to that. Like, I am really tired of people's uninformed, oftentimes uneducated opinions, and I don't even think that I'm different. <laughs> I don't even think that I'm different. I wake up like, do I have something that's really worthy to contribute to that? No. All right. Let me work these jokes out on stage. That's where a lot of my... uh uh, creative energy has gone. My creative energy has gone to a very specific project that is near and dear to my life. And my other creative energy is just like getting on stage, getting on stage, getting on stage and, and working it out on stage. But today I had a more free day in terms of like actually like time and space. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do an Honest Tea with Z episode. And I almost, after I got everything done, I was like, oh, wait, wow, you got everything done that you needed to get done? Go run it. Like, I'm the type of person, something is always added to my to-do list, right? So my younger sister is in town. So as soon as I, and, and, and I haven't had any, I've had one guest uh, stay at my house since I moved in. I've had like friends come over like, you know, during the day or like, you know, like, you know, we've had, we've had like girl hangs, but like I've never had, I've only had one overnight guest. And so my little sister's in town and, uh, when I finished like everything that I thought I needed to do, I was like, oh, let me go back in the house cause I'm in my office. So I'm like, let me go back in the house and see if she wants to do something. And then as soon as I walked across my grass, went back into my house. It hit me like, wait, you can do honest to go back in, go back in and talk to your folks. So, hey, folks. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing out there? Today's quote is, I actually can't even give credit to this quote. Um, I saw it. I was watching either television or something like that. And I saw it in, and it's not anything new under, under the sun, but it stuck out to me like so much so that I was like, I think I need to get like a decal and like hang that in my office because I think that this phrase needs to, needs to be visibly clear to me every single moment it possibly can. And that phrase in our quote for this episode is what's the best that could possibly happen. You know, we always think about like, what's the worst that can happen? And I always say that, like when I'm giving my friends advice, I'm always like, well, this is the worst that could happen. Like you already, we already at zero. So it don't get no worse than this. So whatever you go after, you know, if you get nothing, then we're right at the place that we're at. And if you get something, you know, then, then you've done well, but there's a possibility that you can get everything. But I always say, what's the worst that can happen? And I really want to change that. I don't want to focus on the worst. I want to focus on the best. What's the very best thing that could happen? What's the greatest thing that happened? And I don't mean to sound like a TED Talk or inspirational vlogger. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with them or those things. 
but I mean, I re, you know, we listen, I be talking to y'all. I'll be trying to be honest, you know, and that just stood, it, it, it stood out to me. And I think I probably saw it. Like I, 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 I have like, um, sitcoms like you know half hour comedies playing the background when I'm in my house um it's like they're like my roommates um and when you play something over and over and over again you realize if you've seen one like half hour comedy like a traditional like network comedy meaning it's on ABC NBC uh CBS those you know what I'm saying you if you've seen one if you've seen one in its full season you've like full series rather you've seen them all like Every single show is going to have a pyramid scheme episode. Every single show is going to have a, uh, a, uh, there's going to be, you, you think you're watching a comedy, but you're really watching this love story blossom. There, there's going to be a funeral episode. There's going to, you know, there's going to be like these frustrating moments that I watch as an audience. And I'm like, you have to stay there because if you don't, there's no scene. But in real life, this is idiotic. Nobody would stay for this, right? And I used to be like that as a kid. I used to watch TV with my grandfather, my maternal grandfather. And I don't mean that he is maternal. I mean, he's my mother's father. Not that I needed to specify that for y'all, but I recently had a conversation with somebody. And I said, my paternal grandfather, my mom, paternal grandparents, and they didn't really understand what I was saying. And I had to further clarify. And so instead of assuming that everybody understands that instantly, I just clarify for you guys. When I used to watch television as a kid with my mother's father, I used to notice what I would describe as not realistic, like completely suspending your logic, uh, I think as a kid, I would just call it stupid. I will always watch movies and TV shows and say, why would they do that? Or why are they staying? Like, why is this happening? This doesn't make sense. That's what I would say a lot. This doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. And my grandfather would say, well, if they don't do it, then the movie's over. If they don't do it, then the show is over. And I understand what he's saying. And like, there's a certain aspect of that that is true, right? Like, um, okay, so let me just be more specific with my reference. Right now, the show that's playing in my background is Superstore. Superstore was on NBC. Um, I realized with comedies, because, because the same thing happens in every single series. I'm talking about from the oldest series from the 70s to the newest one. If it is a network comedy, the same exact, you see the same exact scenario, situations. Like, you, there's just no way around it, right? And you realize that now because you get to binge things. You get to watch things on streaming platforms where you get to watch it roll, right? You're not waiting a week. You're not waiting. You really, I can, I, I, the way things play in the, in the background, it's like I'll go through a series in two weeks, right? And so you realize like, oh, did I just see this before? Oh, oh, I thought I, oh, oh, I just saw that episode on The Office. I just saw, it's like the same exact thing, right? So you're really not tuning in for the situations. You're tuning in for the characters. That's why comedies that, 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 that tend to last a long time, you know, they've had good characters. I always reference my favorite, you know, sitcom ever, which is The Golden Girls. And The Golden Girls, the characters are the slut, that's Blanche, the, uh, the airhead, right? The dummy, that's Rose. I don't know how you would describe Dorothy like the sane person, like the, 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 the logical person. Um, but also the person that is the logical person. And then you had Sophia, which is the person that says whatever, right? And does whatever. And then you've, and I'm not saying that the, the characters are always the same in these, um, in these half hour comedy setups, but, that, that's who you fall in love with, right? That's the thing that makes you keep coming back to a show. Never the scenarios. I never, only show that the scenarios make you come back to and still it's a character, in my opinion, is the Martin show. It's like, you, you have to tune in next week. If, if you watch an episode and Martin is delivering a baby and the baby flies out of a vagina with no, umbilical cord and he says and he breaks the fourth wall or he is playing with a fake pit bull to emulate 
or imitate the New York Jack City scene. It's like those are situations that only ever existed in the Martin Lawrence show, in the Martin sitcom. And yeah, like the, the Martin, the character was so freaking strong. But I mean, his situations are the things that you laugh, laugh at a lot, especially when you think about that series. Towards the end, everybody turned into Martin. Gina was Martin, Pam was Martin, Tommy was Martin, Cole was Martin. And so now there's no differentiation between the characters. And so you definitely tuning in for the funny of the scenarios, right? Okay, I'm way off. I'm, I'm, on, a, I'm on a tangent so far left. So I'm watching Superstore. And um, I can't remember their names. But the person who, like, loves her job, right? The person who's, like, the, the rules, that she's a stickler for the rule. She becomes the maid of honor um, to another character. And she's like, no, you have to keep a bride's expectations realistic. And so I'm not doing a bachelorette party for her. I'm doing these, these, these things that are on my list and I'm not doing anything extra because if I do one thing extra, she's going to start asking me for a whole bunch of extra things. So I'm keeping things within the boundaries, right? And so another character, a character that is always, like the main, one of the main characters is always looking to be liked. He's like the do-gooder, right? He decides to plan a surprise bachelorette party anyway. And so, of course, in him trying to plan it, he gets caught by the, 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 the rule enforcer, right? And so they're in the break room. And she, and he opens the cake and he looks at the cake, which says like, congratulations, you can tell it's a cake for the bachelorette party. And she walks in and she's like, what is that? And he's like, oh, I just decided I was going to have cake for lunch, you know, cause he don't want to tell her that he's planning a bachelorette party. Cause she always already told him you're not planning a bachelorette party. We not doing a bachelorette party. Right. And so in comedy one-on-one in sitcom half, half hour network comedy one-on-one he's like um oh I just decided I was going to eat an entire sheet cake for 100 by myself for lunch because mm, 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 I'm just a craving right and so he thinks that he can tell her that and she's going to believe his lie and go about her merry way but because she is kind of like the enforcer She's like, oh, really? You decided to have lunch? I mean, cake for lunch? Let me see you eat it. And so he takes a tiny little scoop because, of course, ain't nobody having a damn sheet cake for lunch. And she takes a, he takes a little scoop and it's like, mm, 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 and tries to get up from the table. And then she was like, you are not going anywhere until you eat every single piece of that cake. And so he has to eat the cake. <laughs> and, you know, when that, that, when that, that part played, I know it's supposed to be comedy, y'all. This is probably why a lot of my material on stage is trying to find the funny and very real scenarios. Um, it's, the, I mean, that's that's the the entire intent of my comedy. Um, but I just couldn't even, I couldn't even appreciate the show anymore. Cause I'm like, who, what? I don't, where do these people come from? This time, I, there's no, there's no, there is no world where I, where, where my coworker, not my abusive husband, not my abusive parent, not somebody that been beating my ass for years, not the bully in school, but like my coworker. And there's cameras, everything. My, I'm a, I'm a guy and not to, you know, feminist, be warned. I'm a guy and my female coworker. Says to me, you ain't going nowhere till you eat all that cake and I eat all the cake. Where? When? How? <laughs> so I'm like, that don't make sense. That don't make sense at all. Um, but then I remember right as I said it, right as I was ready to throw the show away, I remember my grandfather saying, but if he doesn't, if, if that doesn't happen, if he doesn't sit there and eat the cake, then the show is over because the show the story, the plot, the characters, it's reliant on her enforcing something that we know in real life you can't enforce and the do-gooder doing good in order for the show to continue. I don't even know, y'all, how I got here. <laughs> I know I started off with what's the best that can happen. I have, no, yo, you know when you, I, right now I feel like 
right now I feel like one of them little dogs, somebody left the, the gate open. They ain't been walked too many times and they wandered. They got real curious. They wandered out a little bit of an open gate or the gate is so the gate it, it the gate opening is kind of larger than their little bodies at the moment. And so they wander out into the street thinking that they about to see something new and they're going to make it right back home. And they get so far away from their house, they a lost dog forever. I'm so sorry, you guys. I hope that there was a, a point. Maybe one of you will DM me or email, email me and get, get me back on track. Today's quote. <laughs> what's, what's, you know, what's, the best that can happen. Let's ask ourselves that instead of what's the worst. What's the best? What's the best? What's the best that can happen? The first story I wanted to talk about, um, it's an old story, actually. And by old, I just mean a few weeks. Um, and it was this Tasha K. Cardi B situation. If you're not, if you don't know, I actually didn't know either. My first time hearing of it was when it made headlines that Cardi B had won this uh, <clears throat> civil case that she had against this vlogger, this YouTube vlogger. So just, you know, to give you guys a quick update, if you don't know what I'm talking about, there's a vlogger, a YouTube vlogger named Tasha Kay. And uh, she, I think the concept of her show is like, she talks like gossip and stuff like that about like celebrities and things like that uh, with her audience and they drink wine. Um, and she said a lot of disparaging things um, about Cardi B, like that she had an STD, uh, that she gave her daughter an STD, that she was a prostitute. Um, all things that, that, that don't really matter in my book, you know, that that's really juvenile in my opinion. Whenever people, like there's certain insults that are just like, what's the point? Like if somebody is like, and, and Cardi B does this too, She's young and it, it, it and we also have to remember, you know, it doesn't matter how much fame you get. That doesn't fame doesn't give you a, a coof. It doesn't give you educate. It can, but it's not guaranteed. It doesn't give you education. It doesn't give you a better spirit. Sometimes it heightens what's ugly, you know. So I've heard Cardi B and other people. I've heard just regular people on the street. You know, when they go to insult you because there there's so much pain amongst us, right? Um, you know, they go to insult the very thing that they'll live through in the future. Like, oh, that's why you old, bitch. It's like, yeah, they, I mean, hopefully you'll be old one day, too. That means that God has given you another day and another day and another day. So, like, to call out a woman, you know, and say, like, oh, you're a prostitute, it's like, okay. You know, whether it's true or not, okay. And I understand why Cardi B has to protect herself because she is aligned with brands that may not be able to align themselves with prostitution. Prostitution is still considered, e it's still taboo, and it's still a crime. It's still illegal. But it's like, okay, uh, it, whether she is or she isn't, it's like, all right. I would never, I would never like watch somebody's stuff and they're like, yeah, cause you know, she a prostitute and it's like, Ooh, thank you. You just made my day. Mm. It's like, I, that don't serve me in any way. Um, she has an STD. Well, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate for anybody to have an STD and they're more common than not. You know, a lot of people laugh at that, but it's like you experiencing the same pain. Your friend is experiencing the same pain. Your child might experience that same pain. Like this, this ain't funny. And then like, oh, you passed it to your daughter. Who does that serve? So this woman claims that what she was saying, which were the, the things that the, the claims she made were true. Cardi B becoming aware of it, decided, you know what? I've given you cease and desist. I've asked you to take things down. I've asked you to stop. You're not going to do it. F it. We go into court. They go to court. They fight it out in court for about two years. Um, this started back in 2018, I believe. So it took them three years, damn near, um, to, to, to get this, you know, to, 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 to get a judgment on this. Cardi B took the stand, was crying, talk about she was depressed and suicidal. Whether that's true or not, that's not for me to, you know, you know, but listen, whatever. I, I, I'm, I'm not the judge. The judgment was <laughs> uh, in favor of Cardi B, in favor of Cardi B in an amount of $4 million. Whether the, Tasha K has the money or not, whether she'll end up paying it or not, again, I do not even care. What a lot of people who reported on this story a lot of their take was, you know, journalism 101. Somebody needs to be taught a lesson. Um, 
and, and not that those things are not true, but I didn't get that from this. I left, when I watched that, I thought the thing that was the most unfortunate in watching this woman, Tasha Kay, and I, and I don't know her, I can't speak about her character or anything, is I saw ego. And sometimes ego gets the best of us, you know? Sometimes you need a little bit of ego to save you. Like Lamar Odom is on uh, Big Brother. And he, there was a clip that recently uh, went viral um, about him uh, doing a number two, pooping on himself in a bed. And he revealed that information. Nobody caught him pooping on himself. Nobody saw the dirty sheets. Nobody, like nobody saw the incident. He actually told on himself. In that instance, ego would have been amazing. He needed Issa Rae's mirror character to show up for him and say, you ain't got to tell nobody. Clean this up before everybody wake up in the morning. You do not, you don't have to be rabid this. You don't got to bring it out before everybody else brings it out. Don't nobody know about this. Save face, my nigga. <laughs> His ego was nowhere to be found. Um, but Tasha Kay, what I saw was just a lot, a lot of ego, you know, um, too much ego. And by that, I mean, sometimes we can know something, right? And we can know that we're right about something. And ego says, you right, you right, you right. And so don't stop because you know you right. But the humility and the character comes in sometimes when it's like, I know I'm right, but I still got to sit down. I know I'm right, but I still got to shut up. I know I'm right, but I'm not going to, to win. The discernment to like, the, the ability rather, to recognize that is very egoless. Um, and that's just what I thought was unfortunate about it because I watched, I never saw a video of hers again. Like, I, you know, I wasn't aware of her as a person in the world, a person in the media space before, you know, TMZ reported that Cardi B had won this lawsuit. And so I go back because I don't want to talk about something that I don't have any. I don't want to jump on a bandwagon. I want to, like, truly understand what happened. And so I had to go back and watch some of this woman Tasha Kay's videos. And a lot of it was too... Too too neg like too negative for my spirit. I can't let stuff like that into, which is why I got the goofy ass comedies playing in the background. Cause I got to be careful not to let stuff like that infiltrate my space, infiltrate my psyche. You know what I'm saying? I I, I never want to be on board for stuff like that. And so as I was watching it, I just was like that because she doubled down on a lot. You know, it's like yeah, she told me to shut up. Her lawyer sent the cease and desist, but my lawyer said this, 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 and this. And it's like I I hope that she can actually, you know, take her lawyer to court for for misrepresentation or bad legal advice. Um, but sometimes you just have to, you just got to know that regardless of you being right, whether that's a fact or your, your unequivocal belief in yourself, sometimes you just got to say, I'm right, but I ain't going to win. And so I'm going to just sit down. I'm going to sit down for a little while because it's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. Speaking of sitting down, uh, this person actually fell down. And it, this ain't funny at all. Um, a woman by a uh, media personality by the name of Heather McDonald um, fainted. Apparently, she's on a show on E! I'm, I'm not familiar with her. And, she, and she's a comedian, uh, uh, apparently. Um, but she was on the road doing, you know, doing on stage performing. And I could tell it was the beginning of her set. I watched the video in a couple of moments in, um, she fainted, fainted and fell hard because, you know, fainting, you lose consciousness. I fainted uh, twice in my life. Um, one time I'm lying. I fainted three times in my life, but two times I felt the faint coming on. Like I, <laughs> One time I was sick, and so I drank, um, juiced, a like, an entire uh, garlic. I don't know if it's the, what's the full thing, the bulb or the clove, whatever is the full thing of garlic. I juiced that in, like, a whole bunch of ginger, and I just drank it, like, drank, drank it like, like, like a triple shot. 
nothing else, you guys. No lemon juice, no chaser, no no ju- no pineapple juice, none of that. There. You know when you buy like those elixirs or those shots in supermarkets and grocery stores and stuff like that, and it'd be like, oh, this is like a wellness shot, and it'll be like pineapple juice, lemon juice, orange juice, and then it'll be like ginger and like some turmeric. That's not what you need. That that that's like the placebo effect. That's gonna in your mind you might feel better, but that's not doing anything for you. You need real live cultures. You need real live whole foods. Um, and so that's what I do. I go to juicing it myself. I understand sometimes you can't do that when you're like away from home or on the road. But so I went. So so one one day years ago I was sick. Like a couple of years ago I was really sick, and so I decided to do that. Um, my mom probably told me to do it and I probably didn't listen carefully and did too much. And I downed it, downed it. And I'm, t- you guys, I'm talking about like a legit, like eight out, eight full ounces of pure ginger and garlic. And let me just tell you what passed the, fu- like I drank it and was like, oh my God, that was so rough. Instantly it hit my stomach and I was like, oh my God. I got to make it to the bathroom. At the time, I'm living in a one-bedroom apartment. My kitchen is not very far from my bathroom. I turned to walk to the bathroom. Right right as I crossed the bathroom door's threshold, I just, I fall to the floor, pass pass out. Woke up about 45 minutes later and was like, oh, my God. What I wasn't hurt. I guess the way I, I guess the way I fell, I didn't like hurt my face or my head or anything like that. Because you know, when you faint, it it can you it, if if you just lose consciousness, who know you know who knows what damage can be caused. You know, so so that didn't happen to me. I woke up, used the bathroom, stayed on the toilet for a while, went to sleep, sweated it out, woke up feeling like a brand new day indescribable I mean feeling like an entire feeling like a whole new woman you would not have known I had a flu symptom a sickness the night before at all it knocked it out of me literally another time I fainted like when I first moved to LA I I can't explain why I fainted then I was in my apartment um, but I felt it I felt like I needed to throw up I tried to make it to the bathroom and again, collapsed right before I got to the toilet, but I didn't like fully, I didn't, I think, I think the reason why I don't claim that is like a faint because I didn't fully pass out, but I definitely collapsed like my actual physical body. Like I couldn't stand up, but I wasn't my consciousness. I was still very much conscious. So I guess that's not a faint, but most recently, a few years ago, I fainted. I went to a place called the magic castle here. Um, I went to see a comedian who also does magic, um, Harrison. I don't know Harrison's last name, um, but if you've ever uh, been to the cellar in New York or Vegas, you've seen Harrison Greenbaum is his last name. You've seen him perform. He also does magic. And so I went to see him do his magic show at the magic castle. And it was the day after Ramadan. It was the day after Ramadan ended. Um, and I don't know, I don't know if I was doing too much. I don't know. Or it might've been, it might've been the night of the id. It was something, it was something where it was, it was very close around Ramadan. If it wasn't the night of the id, then it was the following day. Um, and his show was at midnight. And so it's a really long day for me. My friend is there with me, a friend that I love and trust. And at the end, like his last trick, I stand up to give him, I stand up like the rest of the crowd to give him a standing ovation and I feel it instantly. And I keep telling myself like, oh my God, Zainab, don't faint, don't faint, don't faint, don't fall, don't fall. As I was thinking that y'all, I'm already on the ground. I've already fainted. And the thing that brought me back to consciousness was I hear a woman next to me say, oh, my God, are you OK? Which I guess got my friend's attention. My friend didn't even realize that I had dropped. She was like, Zainab, what are you doing on the floor? And I was just like, I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> and that was so scary for me. Like I didn't get hurt. I think the reason why the fall didn't seem that dramatic and didn't, I didn't get hurt was because it's like we're in a theater. So the seats are tight enough where I didn't just collapse. Anyway, this woman, Heather McDonald, she was at the start of her performance on stage at a comedy club and out of nowhere, she just fainted. And it, it's it's hard to watch because she falls backwards. And I was just wondering, like, as I watched the video, one, she, she, she's okay. She did a video saying that she was okay. Um, but I was just wondering, what do you do when that happens as an audience person? 
because I mean, it was clearly like a full show and the audience clearly reacted. But like when she dropped, you know, you could see people, you, you see the person taping, you see so many heads in front of the person taping, but it's like, nobody stood up. Like what, what do you do as an audience person? Does it take you a second to like, especially at a comedy show? Are you like, is this, is this part of the bit? Is this, is this an act? Is is this a joke? Like, does it take you a person? To, does it take you a minute to like come to the person's rescue? Because you think it's a part of the act. Um, I remember being, I remember going to a comedian's taping years ago when I first moved to LA. Uh, my friend and I, a different friend, we went and five, and this is his, like he was taping his, he was like self-producing his special and so that's the reason why we were there because he asked us, he was like, please come and support. This is a, a special that I'm trying, that I'm taping, paying for myself and that I want to sell. So I need people in the audience. And so it was at like a small black box theater and he comes out five minutes into his set, y'all. He throws his arm out, like throws his arm completely out the socket. He did a very physical bit, like a very physical opening, whatever. He had a costume on and everything. And he went to do like, I guess, this physical thing. And his arm flew out. I'm talking about dislocated. Flew out. Flew out the socket. And we, (laughs) it's like when you see something like that, you almost laugh a little bit because it's so unbelievable. You know, like it's, it's, it's so bizarre because it's the last thing that you're expecting, but it's also like the worst thing, you know? Um, and so we didn't know we were like, I think the thing that made me go like the thing that, the thing that even puts a little chuckle in my mind was not that his arm not that he threw his arm out, not that he dislocated his arm, but his face when he realized it, cause he didn't realize it when like we saw it happen and then he felt the pain and then looked at his arm and his shoulder. And I mean, it was completely hanging you guys completely hanging. And like what came over his face, like not just the fact that you just dislocated your arm, but I think he had to decide in a moment, Oh shoot, am I going to stop this taping? Which he did. He ended up stopping the taping. But I just think that it's so it's 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 not often that all of us are at a show where something that we never expect to see happens. It's like, how do you how do you um, respond to that? The woman, Heather McDonald, she when she did a video, like letting everybody know that she was okay. I guess she put to rest the rumors that somebody had like roofied her, um, which is which could be a very real. I mean, I'm happy that wasn't the case, but it could be a very real thing. Yo, on a ro- when you're a woman on a road by yourself in comedy, like the comedy setting, yo, it it can get it can get. Re- I don't, I don't go nowhere with nobody. You know, I have both male and female fans, and there's a lot of times where men show up to my shows by themselves with gifts for me, asking me like, you know, can you know, can we grab a drink? Can we, you know, can I, can we? I, I would love to take you to dinner. Um, what are you doing tomorrow? Are you in town? for the entire week yo it'll be it'll be on the marquee that I'm near the whole weekend and I'll be like I don't even know just because I don't want them to know what I'm doing (laughs) and they could have the worst intentions or the most pure intentions and I'll be like damn I don't even know I'm just trying to day by day just trying to get through you know I'm saying I did the show today who even knows what's going to happen tomorrow but thank you so much I appreciate you so much sir thank you so much you know, if, if, if guys come up with too much enthusiasm, you know, security will hit me like you, uh, you need us to, you, you, you know, we're going to escort you back to the hotel. But even then you got to trust the security, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm glad that that wasn't the case, but also she said that she thinks that she didn't eat. She thinks that that's the reason why she fainted because all she had that entire day was like half of a Red Bull before she got on stage. And yo, I cannot tell y'all, you know, yo, I'm before I get on stage when I'm performing live, but definitely like a TV set or something before I get on stage, yo, I make sure that I ate. I make sure that I ate good. And sometimes you don't want to eat good. You don't want to get full because you're nervous. You don't want to get full because you don't want to change the way your clothes, your outfit is going. You don't want to be feeling bloated on stage. You don't want to be having gas. So as much as I'm saying I eat good, I literally mean I eat good. Like I try to, I'm not talking about getting full. I ain't going to sit there and eat like a bunch of fries before I go perform. Although y'all know I love French fries. 
I'm going to eat a, 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 a meal that is nutritionally balanced, a meal that is going to give me the stamina I need to be up there for one, two hours in a night, two shows back to back. I might be up there. I, I, it might be a total of me performing two and a half two, two, 45 minutes. You can't like you cannot. And it takes energy. People don't think that it takes energy. It looks like you standing up there with a mic talking, but no, it takes so much energy. I make sure that I eat like a proper meal. I make sure that I am hydrated. I make sure that my jeans ain't too tight. I make sure like meaning like they not cutting me. You know, sometimes you could be, you could have on some jeans. Ladies know this and it could be cutting in the wrong spot and you like, oh my God, as soon as I get back to my car, I just need to unbutton my jeans. I make sure that my shoes ain't hurting. I make sure that everything I'm wearing is very comfortable. Yo, you even got to think about what your hair is doing. I done had a bobby pin in the wrong place and it'll fuck up an entire moment. Because I mean, we have like nerve stimulants all over, you know, and something really small pressing on a nerve constantly oh it, it 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 can it could change your it could change your whole day and night i didn't had a i i've had a bobby i've had a cute bun a cute up bun or back bun and that one bobby pin that wrong that one bobby pin placed in the wrong place completely injured tuesday oh you thought you was having a good time <laughs> the bobby pin strikes again but as much as I don't know this woman, Heather McDonald, you never want to see people faint. When I, you know, when I saw the video of D.L. Hughley faint on stage, when I saw the video of Kelly Rowland faint on stage, like it's just never, it's just never something that is easy to watch. And so, you know, whenever the person is okay afterwards, that's, that's always a good thing. I mean, especially in today, you know, in like, you don't know, you don't know. You know, there, there's a joke somewhere. There's a joke somewhere in there, like her set wasn't going well um, or like she was so unfunny that, you know, that God was just like, let's in. There's a joke somewhere in there. Uh, I don't got it yet and I don't want to be canceled or insensitive, but there's definitely a joke in there. Hopefully she comes up with it and <laughs> full circle, be rabbits it. I hope y'all understand when I say be rabbit, I'm talking about, Eminem and Eight Mile. I can't explain that. Look it up. This was uh <laughs> I thought an idiotic story. Um interesting but also idiotic. So the Trentham Monkey Forest in England, uh they hired a, a Marvin Gaye impersonator to sing the hit song, Marvin Gaye's hit song, Let's Get It On. Um, so in an, in an attempt to get their uh, monkeys um, to mate, they hired a Marvin Gaye impersonator to serenade the monkeys, the two monkeys, um, with Let's Get It On. And that is so, first of all, I watched the impersonator. And I listen, I'm, I'm not even about to, sh- I'm not even about to roast this man. Okay. Oh, uh, mm. I don't really expect a, a, a resident of Great Britain. I don't. I don't expect a resident of of England to be able to sound like Marvin Gaye anyway. But I, you know, I I ain't got no proof to back that up. But I don't. I don't. I, I know that the Adels of the world and all of them be trying to sound soulful and stuff like that. But I just. Mm, 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 mm. You gonna have to come to the states. You want a real Marvin Gaye impersonator? You want somebody to really sound? You get yeah. You going? You either gonna have to come to the states or go to the Philippines. You have to go to the state. I don't. I don't know what's happening on the continent of Africa. I don't really be seeing hearing them sing. I know that we got Afro beats and all of that now, but I don't really be hearing like ballads coming off the continent. But I mean. <laughs> Send me some 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 black ballad singers, y'all. Uh, I mean, black. We got those. Send me some uh, African ballad singers. I just I've never heard. I, I've just never heard that. I, y'all listen. I love a whiz kid. Love a whiz kid. Love a Thames. But but they don't sing ballads. What's so idiotic about this is you could have just played the song. And, and, and the only reason why I don't want to say you could have just played the song, because it might cost them more to play the song than it does to hire an impersonator. But I don't think so. Also, I'm, I don't want to say it because I don't want to I don't want to take a job from somebody like that's clearly providing a job. And so I'm, I'm very happy that they employed a, a man who impersonates Marvin Gaye. But it's like to, to have somebody sing a Marvin Gaye song in the in the zoo in broad daylight and expect two 
monkeys to just hear the song and want to do it. I don't know. I don't know monkeys. I don't speak monkey. I, but it, that just don't make sense to me. That just makes no freaking sense to me. You should have just, you should have just queued up. You, you should have queued up the freaking MP3. Put that joint on repeat when the sun went down and the monkeys were by themselves. Give them a little privacy. You think that they, you think that while there's a passerby or while there's people, while there's spectators, not only there to see them, but they're enjoying the Marvin Gaye impersonator. You think that they like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it in front of all these voyeurs. Yeah, mm, who even knows if monkeys recognize Let's Get It On as a romantic? They might have been like, why? why? <laughs> they might have been like Mama Payne. What? What was that? Some hip hop slang. Some Who knows what that sounds like to them? Somebody that knows like uh, music and like. Uh, what things do, what sounds do sonically to people and animals and stuff like that may say, well, actually, you know, every, every person hears, every living thing hears this as it is. I don't know, but I just thought that that was funny and don't, and don't make no sense. And I'm sure I would have enjoyed it too. I'm sure that if I was at the zoo and somebody was standing there sounding even a little bit okay, singing some Marvin Gaye hits, I would stop and be like, all right, brother, okay, sing, sing, sing. But if the monkeys just started uh, having sex to the song, I would then feel like I was watching like an animal porn or like bestiality or something like that. I don't know. It just seems real... Like somebody pitched that idea and there was nobody in the room to be like, uh, there, no idea is a bad idea. Okay. That's a jumping off point. Okay. Okay. Folks, what else we got? <laughs> it's like somebody called out to work that day, the day they came up with that idea. While we over there with the Europeans, uh, let's talk about soccer star, Kurt Zuma. I never heard of him before this. Uh, not only because I'm unfamiliar with soccer players, you know, I'm unfamiliar with most professional athletes. Um, so he is a member of France's national team. He was caught on video kicking and slapping a cat. What in the what in the name of Ted Lasso? <laughs> of course, now he's apologizing for his actions. Um, the video which is believed to be filmed by Zuma's brother and posted to Snapchat over the weekend. It's disturbing. It shows the 27-year-old soccer star picking up a cat, kicking the cat across the floor, slapping the cat. I mean, just what, what, why? What, what in the Michael Vick of France 2022? What in the Pepe Le Pew? Somebody get pushed to put on his boots because this is not right. <laughs> and I, I, oh, yo, I don't mess with cats. I'm sure I've told my cat story on this podcast before. I do not mess with cats. Even there's a stray cat in my neighborhood that be sometimes trying to get shade around my house. It used to try and get shade underneath my car, but now I have an electric car and um, I don't think it'd be knowing what to do. So it don't be near that car. It don't be near my, my car no more. But when I had like my white BMW, it used to always be near my car. But whenever I leave, sometimes I leave my driveway gate open um, and... I leave it open because sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm not in my house. I'm in the back in my office and, but my, you know, gardener needs to get in. And instead of like knocking on it, whatever, I just leave the, the gate open for him so that he knows that he has access to everything. Right. And so when I leave it open, like sometimes my gardener will come and go and like the gate will still be open. And so I'll forget cause I'll be in my office doing work and I'll see that cat mosey on back here trying to get, uh, lemons off my tree and trying to, you know, trying to poop on my, gr and I'd be like, get your ass up out of here. But I don't never, and that's a stray cat. That's a cat that can potentially attack me. That's a cat that can have fleas. That's a cat that, uh, may not have any, you know, could, could potentially be carrying some sort of like sickness. That's a cat that ain't nobody claiming because I asked my neighbor actually if it was his cat because whenever I tell the cat, like, you know, whenever the cat runs away from my property, it always goes to my neighbor's property. Like, that's his home. So I asked my neighbor. I was like, oh, is that your cat? He was like, no, nah, that ain't my cat. <laughs> and the way he said it wasn't his cat was like he was offended that I even thought it was his cat. So I'm trying to say even that cat 
Um, I would never, I would never, even in shooing it off my property, I would never kick that cat. I would never throw anything at that cat. I would never, you know. And so when I watched the video of Kurt Zuma uh, kicking his cat, it's like it seemed like it was his pet. It seemed like it was a house pet. It seemed like it was like their actual pet. And so to do that to, one, to just do that to an animal, that's just crazy. I can't justify, I can't justify that at all, you know. Um, But then it's like, it seems like it's your pet. It, it it seems like you own it. And it's like, if you don't got no love for it, then, then, then why, you know, why do you own it? You know, like I said, I cannot justify it at all unless I, I can't justify harming an animal period. I mean, so I'm so sorry. We got to kill like bugs and, 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 and rodents and things like, you know, rat, not chipmunks and stuff, but like rats and stuff. That, cause, cause we can't, we can't let that infest our house. So, so I'm so sorry. I know Peter or some real like animal lover, you know, would be like, no, don't, you know, you make a Ben song, just the two of us, you know, possibly, but I, yeah, that's where I draw the line. But the majority of animals, um, it's like, you should never be treating them that way unless, Unless they're they're wild, and by wild I mean literally like a wild animal trying to uh, take your life, and it's you against them. If it's not that, then I don't I don't I don't have any excuse. But the part of the video, not the two things two things about this video um, gets me. One, there's there's a moment where he literally slaps the cat, like literally slaps the cat. As if it's a human being, not that you should ever slap a human being, but he slaps. I I don't know. I I just don't. Whatever. Um, A kid in the house puts the cat on the counter, like lifts the the cat above the counter in the kitchen. And so my instincts would be the same, not to slap a, a cat, but my instincts would definitely be, I don't want an animal on my kitchen counter. If there is no play you know if if the cat could be anywhere in the house if an animal can be anywhere in the house where it can't be for me is on the kitchen counter if I go to my friends houses my relatives houses a love interest house if their cat or dog or pet is on the counter in the kitchen doing it if I see them eating out they plates and stuff like that they don't ne- I will never eat or drink a thing in their house not one lit not not one ounce of anything okay so it makes sense that he wouldn't want it on the kitchen counter, but it's like, you don't slap the cat. The cat didn't jump up on the counter. The cat was lifted up on the counter by a kid. I mean, you don't slap the kid either, but the kid is the person that needs to be taught what to do and not to do. It's like the cat seemed like an innocent bystander in that particular part of the video. Again, none of it can be justified. He was picking up the cat and kicking it like it was one of his soccer balls. Again, what in the name of Ted Lasso? What in the Ted Lasso? The other thing beyond, like, you know, once 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 we move past the conversation of abusing a living thing, animal abuse, etc., I don't understand why people tape their loved ones not just their loved ones, but their actual cash cow, the person that actually provides the livelihood for their group, their family, their crew, whatever. Why do they tape them doing something that they know is wrong and then post it? Like, why would you voluntarily put your provider in a position to lose their job, get canceled. Why are you messing up the money? But I don't know. They did say this was in, um, he a French soccer player. He plays with her. French people be rude as fuck. So that cat may have not had no chance. Um, I was there one time. I was in Paris one time years ago and the rudeness there and I had a good time, but still rude. They were rude and and not overtly like, or personally rude to me, but just, call, just, just like, that's just their disposition. Just rude. Their rudeness for me, you know, it made, it, it makes it never a priority for me to return. And it's crazy too. Cause they say French is supposed to be like the language of love, right? Mm, somebody needs to tell them last story before I get up out of here. Um, and this is like a two in one. This is actually my friend Tabitha actually sent me this. She sent me this New York Times article about restrictions being lifted in 
California mask mandate to be lifted, which don't really make no sense at all because it's like the, the article reads, um, oh, okay, you don't have to masks. Well, because, because COVID numbers are going down, which is a good thing because masks, uh, because the COVID numbers are going down, masks will no, no longer be a requirement to be worn inside. However, if you are not fully vaccinated, then you will have to wear a mask inside. But it's like, who's going to regulate that? I perform at comedy clubs every single night. Some people choose to, everybody has to show their vaccination to get in, right? So it's not even a, right now, it's not whether or not you vaccinated or not have to wear your mask because in order to get inside, you're supposed to show proof of vaccination, right? So it's not even about a mask mandate. It's about a vaccine mandate. That's for, but this whole, whatever. Anyway, that story led me to, but on top of, on top of that, let's say everybody is able to get inside now, right? Let's say the vaccine mandate is removed. And so everybody can go inside and partake in the indoor activities and don't have to show proof of vaccination, right? But if you are fully vaccinated, then you get to not have on your mask. What are they going to start giving wristbands? To show who's vaccinated and not vaccinated. And then the people wearing a, wearing a, you know, however they set it up, the people who are identified are as not vaccinated, they got to keep their mask on. But what you, what, now you need somebody to regulate that, somebody to keep going inside, like, hey, 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 you, 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 put your mask back on, put your mask back. Like, what? 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 That, that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, story related to that. Uh, Apparently, in the headlines read, actor Michael Beals. You know, when, when they say actor, you expect to know the actor they about to talk about, right? You expect to be able to Google the actor. Even if you don't know that actor by name, you expect that when you Google them, you gonna, it's going to be a recognizable face or they're going to have a recognizable credit for you, right? Or even if they don't, it's like you're going to see the credit like, oh, that okay, that was Lieutenant Dan from uh, Forrest Gump. You get what I'm saying? And th- that wasn't it. That was just my example. But you get what I'm saying? Like, oh, that was you know, oh boy from the golden child. Oh, that was, you know, that was oh boy from karate kid, whatever you expect that. Uh, that did not happen when I Googled Micah Beals, but apparently he was on a train in New York city. Um, and cursing they're on court on tape, cursing somebody out about wearing a mask, wearing a mask, cursing. He didn't have a mask on and cursing somebody out about wearing a mask. And then went as far as, you know, not just cursing them out, but, you know, you know, started saying, um, started calling them P-U-S-S-Y and maybe said like a homophobic slur, which, which is very clearly, you know, I said it at the beginning of this, just because you're a celebrity, just because you've worked in entertainment, just because you have any level of fame or not, that, just because you have been successful at something, don't mean you're not mentally ill. Don't mean you're not crazy. Don't mean you're not an awful person. Like th- th- those two things are mutually exclusive. I could be a huge superstar and I could also be a murderer. I could be a huge, you know, I could be an amazing singer and also uh, bipolar. I can be like, it, it, you know, the, the, these two things are not mutually exclusive. And so this is like clear, you know, yeah, he wrong, but it's like you also I'm sure mentally ill because there's just no reason for this. Especially we go back to the ego too. It's like, you must not, it's like your ego is too, is, is leading you astray or you must not even be in your right mind because now it's like, why, why go further as they're taping for what, you know, if I, yo, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm doing some hateful something, you know, if I'm somewhere calling somebody a, 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 a racial slur or a homophobic slur and they pull out the camera, then I'm going right back into uh, full grammar, proper words, uh, lawyer talk. And, um, you know, unfortunately we're not using, we know you're not, you're not about to catch me on. T- I wouldn't do that anyway. <laughs> Let me just say that, but you're not, I'm, I'm not about to go further when you, as you're taping so that now you have proof of, of the crime I'm committing. <laughs> it don't make no sense, but what I don't get, and I understand why they say that, because we don't even care. That's the only way you can make this story relevant, because there's so many uh, regular ass people doing crazy shit in this world. We, we're exhausted with it. So that's why so I understand why they put an actor, because you got to make something that's something or someone that's irrelevant relevant, right? Here's what I don't get. This is what I'm going to close on. Why do you care? If somebody is wearing a mask, it's the same as when you see like 
it's not the same. This is actually a very false equivalency, but I'm, I'm going to keep going. When you see a person wearing something that it shows their religion, you know, like maybe a hijab, a kufi, a, a um, yarmulke. Is that what it's called? What do, what do Jewish men sometimes wear? Well, you know, you see something uh, or you see like a Sikh wear um, a turban, you know. Uh, it's like what, what, what about them? That's why it's a false equivalency because you're you're it's it's not just that they're wearing that you're attacking their religion. But I mean it's kind of the same because it's a belief. They believe in a certain spirituality. They believe in a certain faith. And a person that's wearing a, a mask believes that that is going to prevent them from getting COVID. They believe that that is going to keep them safe. And so why why does why do you yo I I I have never seen someone not. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the enforcer. I'm not the judge. I'm not the cop. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, even when I see somebody doing something that they're not supposed to do, there's people in place, there's people that have those jobs to enforce that, right? If now, if nobody's in, in, if, if there's nobody with that job to enforce it, then, then, you know, obviously the citizen gets to step up and be a decent person and, and do what's right. Right. But Unless I'm seeing somebody like break the law, when somebody's not breaking the law, I don't care. I don't care what you're doing. Yo, somebody, they could say, they could say, you know what, y'all? COVID was a complete hoax. This is something we did for this reason. And we want to come out and say that the world, all, all the world leaders was in on it. The UN met and we decided this, this is what we was going to do as a planet. And it's all fake. And so y'all ain't even got to worry about nothing. Y'all could, y'all could burn all the masks. Da, da, da. And if one person was like, you know what? I'm going to still wear a mask. I don't care. I'm wearing a mask. I'm not going to be like, oh, you still wearing a motherfucking mask. You old pussy ass. Yeah. <laughs> what? That is, that is absurd. And you have to have something, something more to do in your day. Whenever, whenever there's something like, uh, whenever, like, if ever I'm in a position to like fight, argue, uh, bother somebody, infringe on somebody's rights, infringe on somebody's day, space, personal time, I always think like, what else do I have to do? Like, did, did I accomplish every single thing in my life that I wanted to accomplish? Did, did I create the best, the greatest thing that could happen? And unless, the, unless I've done that, then I don't even have time. I don't even have time to worry about what, why you're doing what you're doing if you are not compromising the public safety. And by that, I don't mean, I don't even mean that. If I'm on a plane, y'all, if I'm on a plane and somebody ain't wearing a mask, guess who's not saying nothing? Me. I'm not about to argue with somebody 30,000 feet in the air. Guess what I'm going to do? Because I have control over myself. I'm going to double up on my mask. They have flight attendants on, on board. Unfortunately, they have to deal with that. They have crew on board that, 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 that can deal with that. Now, if a person, you know, intentionally like coughs on me, spits, does something that violates, you know, does something that is some form of assault, then yeah, now you got to get your ass beat because you assaulted me. But simply you sitting there without a mask on or got your mask off too long. I'm never, I ain't never the person like, um, excuse me. Uh, can you, uh, and, 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 and like, I'm just never, I, I'll just never be that person. I just don't even, I'll never give people the energy. I just ain't never got the, I just ain't never even got the energy or the time for that. Even on a flight where we all can't go nowhere for five hours. I still ain't got the time or the energy. I still got something more important to do. We got what? Oh, we got Wi-Fi. That means I got an email to send. That means I got something to write. I got some jokes to write. No, 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 no. My joke, my joke ain't funny enough for me to waste my time arguing with you. No, 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 no. I still, I, I can make this joke funnier. Let me see. Let me exert my energy arguing with you. I don't know what your life is. Why are you doing what you're doing? Don't care about you. We'll probably never see you again outside of this flight. Or I could spend that time um, working to create some sort of legacy, (laughs) but that's just me, y'all. That's just me over here. Focused on what's, what's the best that can happen. This episode was long as shit. My reason, not my reason. It was long just cause I, all the stuff I wanted to talk about, but also I'm like, you know, if I ain't going to show up for them every week, then at least I could show up, show up, (laughs) you know, with a lot. You know what I'm saying? Might be a day late, but I ain't going to be a dollar short. Matter of fact, I got extra dollars for y'all. <laughs> Whatever. Thank you guys for listening. This has been Honest Tea with Z. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.
Just speak 